0: You are listening to bullet points, bullet points is our 15 minute monthly update on hot topics in the gun violence prevention movement. Hello and welcome to bullet points, a podcast brought to you by women against gun violence, where we update you on the latest topics in the gun violence prevention movement in just 15 minutes or less. I'm your host, Alec Foster. And today, we are going to talk about several topics stemming from the unfortunate issue of a repeated cycle of tragic school shootings happening in the United States. And we are going to discuss how the proposed Republican ideological solution of hardening schools has proven to only further traumatize our children and has failed to protect them. As we have discussed on several occasions on this podcast, Mass shootings are a uniquely American problem. We are leading the way in a category that we should not be striving to be number one in. According to the Gun Violence Archive, as of November 2nd, we are up to a total of 578 mass shootings in the year 2022, a staggering number. And to make an already troubling issue even more so our rate of school shootings continues to climb. According to the publication Education Week, there have been a total of 40 school shootings this year in the United States that resulted in injuries or deaths. And this is the most school shootings in a single year since they began tracking them in the year 2018. Among those 40 school shootings this year, there have been 88 people injured and 34 people killed. 28 of them being students or other children. And these victims were not just numbers. These were human beings with lives and families and friends who cared about them. The traumatic impact of these atrocities has and will have so many complex layers. These were lives taken too soon because of senseless violence in a country that refuses to take all necessary steps To prevent it, we have failed to protect our children, our most vulnerable population in our society, from the life threatening danger of gun violence. And unfortunately, the latest incident of a school shooting happened just last month. On October 24th, two people, a female teacher and a 15 year old female student, were killed, and seven students were injured. in a shooting at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School in St. Louis, Missouri. The shooter was a 19-year-old former student of the school. Fortunately for those who survived the shooting, the gunman's gun jammed, which allowed them to escape, and police found a dozen 30-round magazines of ammo on him as well, so the carnage could have potentially been much worse. What made this tragic incident of interesting note in terms of the dialogue in this country of how we can prevent school shootings from happening is that in this case, the building has locked doors, metal detectors, and seven security officers. So for those who are proponents of hardening schools to prevent shootings from happening, this was a scenario that showed once again that hardening measures are not the answer to prevent these atrocities. Police Chief Michael Sachs said at a press conference, if there's somebody who has a will, they're going to figure it out. We don't want to make it easy for them. We just got to do the best we can to extend that time it takes them to get into the building to buy us time to respond. And I want to pull an excerpt from one of our recent action alerts that Women Against Gun Violence sent out, because I feel as though our Executive Director, Margot Bennett, very eloquently stated this. Margot stated, and herein lies the problem. The good guys with guns were able to stop the shooter before more lives were lost or wounded, but that only happened after the shooting started. When we rely on reaction instead of prevention, we are saying that the initial lives lost, the teacher and the teenage student, were expendable. They were not. None of us are. And Margot is exactly right. It is always better to be proactive than to be reactive. And no human life should be considered expendable. Innocent lives were lost in this tragedy in St. Louis. A 61-year-old mother of five who was a health and physical education teacher and a 15-year-old sophomore student. Their families and friends will sorely miss them. Their communities will miss them. And their survivors of this incident will never be the same. The impact and the trauma is severe. The hardened nature of the school did not prevent all loss. We need to make sure on the front end that firearms do not reach the hands of potential perpetrators of heinous crimes so that we are not seeking to mitigate loss on the back end. And not only have hardening measures proven to not be foolproof solutions. But recent studies have shown that measures like lockdown drills can also be traumatizing for students, particularly those who have been abused in the past. According to the most recent Department of Education data, nearly 98% of U.S. public schools drilled students on lockdown procedures at least once during the 2019-2020 school year, where there were more than 49 million students enrolled in K-12 public schools and experts believe that these drills can be potentially life-saving measures as they teach situational awareness in the face of emergency situations. But they can be harmful to the mental-emotional state of students as well. According to The Trace, experts such as David Schoenfeld, a developmental behavioral pediatrician at Children's Hospital Los Angeles and the director of the National Center for School Crisis and Bereavement Say, these types of drills can be jarring for kids who've experienced abuse. Unannounced drills can be particularly traumatic because students might mistake them for an actual shooting and experience flashbacks of past victimization. And not only are these lockdown drills potentially traumatic to that specific group of students who have been victims of domestic violence and other students who will experience their own trauma, anxiety, and stress from the drills, but the drills also pose another conundrum. As was the case in this shooting at the St. Louis High School, 91% of school shooters are students or former students of the school. So running students through lockdown drills does not make sense even from a security standpoint, as you're training potential perpetrators in the exact response that a school has, almost creating a form of blueprint for them. Doubling down on the trauma of the already stressful lives of students who are fearful they could be in a shooting as well by making them conduct lockdown drills, go through metal detectors, having locked doors and windows, and arming staff is not the answer. Plenty of research is being done on how to prevent these school shooting crises from happening, and results point to training every adult in schools in suicide prevention Crisis intervention, and de escalation. And then, of course, there's the legislative side. Despite the proof that states with strong gun laws have fewer gun deaths, Missouri does not have universal background checks, gun owner licensing, extreme risk protection orders, domestic violence gun laws, assault weapon restrictions, a ban on large capacity magazines, or waiting periods. Since 2017, Missouri has allowed people to carry concealed, loaded guns in public without a background check or permit. The result, in 2020, Missouri had the fourth highest gun death rate and the 23rd highest rate of exported crime guns in the nation. So clearly, legislatively, there's a lot of work to be done at the state level and of course at the federal level as well. In other related news, A victory was had for the families of the victims of the Sandy Hook school shooting in Newtown, Connecticut a decade ago. As a judge ordered Alex Jones to pay out $965 million for spreading false information and conspiracy theories about the massacre, claiming it was a hoax, a disgusting and dangerous lie. Nobody should ever have to endure the kind of harassment and persecution that Alex Jones caused, especially the families of those killed at Sandy Hook Elementary School. A jury in Connecticut today sent a strong message that what he did to these families and a first responder was disgraceful, said Connecticut Governor Lamont. In a country where misinformation has become extremely commonplace, and increasingly dangerous to the socio-political climate, it was important that this message was sent. Kudos to the Connecticut jury for doing the right thing. And additionally, in other school shooting related news, the perpetrator of the shooting that killed 14 students last November at Oxford High School in Michigan pled guilty to terrorism and murder charges. The teen faces up to life in prison without parole on several of the charges. His parents, who have pleaded not guilty to related charges, are scheduled to be tried in January for involuntary manslaughter charges as prosecutors accuse them of giving their son easy access to a gun and ignoring signs that he was a threat before the shooting. The father of the shooter purchased the gun used in the shooting just four days before the deadly attack, prosecutors have said positives from this tragedy were that it did spark new legislation to be passed in the state. In June, Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed legislation that fully funds risk assessments and critical incidents mapping at every school in Michigan to help protect students and create safety plans in case of emergency, according to a statement from her office. And in July, the governor signed a bipartisan education budget that included an additional $250 million to respond to student mental health needs, with every school receiving dedicated per-student funding of $214 for every kid in the district, specifically for campus safety and mental health, her office said. And with the bipartisan Safer Communities Act, and hopefully much more federal gun legislation to follow, schools will have the resources needed to help identify potential crises, prevent these tragedies from happening, and keep more innocent lives from being lost. As always, thank you for your continued unwavering support of Women Against Gun Violence and the work that we do. If you have not already, sign up for our Action Alerts at wagv.org. Follow us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at WAGV and on tiktok at wagvorg and if you have any questions or topics you would like to address please be sure to email us at wagv at wagv.org thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next month thank you for listening to bullet points and be sure to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter Visit our website at wagv.org to sign up for our action alerts. We're looking forward to you joining us next month.